Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode is brought to you by ID Shield, the most comprehensive identity theft protection and reputation management solution available. ID Shield provides credit monitoring and alerts, digital privacy management, and guaranteed restoration services. I use it myself, and you can get it too. Visit getoutandtry.wearelegalshield.com. That's getoutandtry.wearelegalshield.com. Season three is here, and that means that full episodes are back. So over the summer, you may have caught Chelsea on some of the Get Out and Try videos on social media. It only seems appropriate to have Chelsea help kick off season three. So we had a lot to catch up on. So this is part one of Catching Up with Katie and Chelsea. Check it out. Hi, friend. Good morning. Thank you for being my first podcast guest for season three. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you for having me. It's, it only seems appropriate that we get you on here because hopefully at some point you're actually doing the interviewing too. Well, and I would love to as soon as I get comfortable with it, because it's just a different format for me. So, yes. Podcasting is so weirdly intimidating for people. Like even being guests on the episodes, I'm like, it's not, it's just talking. It's just talking. It's just talking. And with my dog in the background barking. Well, that's normal these days. Everyone figured that out over the last year and a half. So we're good. Absolutely. All good. Summer went by really fast. It did. And then also seems for me, it seems like it actually went at a good pace. Really? Yes. I was thinking about that this morning where, um, everybody keeps saying, Oh my gosh, summer went so fast, so fast. But I look back at my summer and all the things that I did. And even like watching the get out and try the paddleboard video and stuff like that, where I'm like, I actually kind of did a lot this summer and it seemed like a really full summer and I didn't get everything in that I wanted to get in. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I had to hang up the fishing pole. Cause I was just like, all right, fishing pole, quit staring at me. Like you're not going fishing this year. Cause you yeah. have too many hobbies happening at the same time. But yeah, I think it was a pretty full, fun summer. Well, and you really leaned into the whole idea of, well, I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to get out and try it. Totally. And every single time, it's so interesting. Every single time, especially when I watch those videos, I was nervous. Like when I ordered the paddleboard, I was like, oh, is this the right one? And then when I unboxed it, I was like, I don't know, is this going to be the right one? And is the dog going to get on it and um, all the things. So um, yeah, I, I kind of leaned into that. Just literally just get out and try. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, we should probably share that we've not known each other very long, but we've become fast friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think it was Trap Rock that connected us, right? Yeah, it was Brian from Trap Rock because he said, you have to reach out to Katie you know, she wants to get our stuff on her site and you need to reach out to her. So as soon as I took over as manager, um, then he just, you know, pawned you off on me, so to speak. Yeah. And then I followed up and then we met in the tap room and then you did that video and I was so nervous. <laughs> you were like Mary Poppins, just like bringing stuff out of your bag. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? But very quickly, I think you understood what I was going for with Get Out and Try. And I've always wanted to, this company has never been about me. It's more so about us kind of thing. And I knew very early on that I needed to find people more than myself. This isn't the Katie show. This is the Get Out and Try show. So it's it's never about me. And I want other people showcasing the things that are happening. And uh, naturally, it kind of has to be me to start. But what a jackpot finding you to actually 
help with highlighting those things because you're so passionate about it and you're good at it. And <laughs> thank you. And well, you, you made it super easy because you articulated your mission so well when we first met that there was, I mean, there was, there was no hesitation for me into wanting to sign on to help out and help you build that business just because of how passionate and how authentic you were about your love for the Valley and like all the small businesses in between and getting outside and literally, you know, get out and try. You stood behind that. I mean, in, in all, in, in everything that you did. So it was just kind of an easy thing for me to just be like, Oh my gosh, like sign me up. I don't even care. Let's just do this thing. Cause, um, cause people need to know how easy it is. What did I say to help you understand that? How did you understand the passion so well? This is going to be challenging for me to say, because unlike you who articulate things very well, I have a hard time finding my words sometimes, but it was the way that you honestly just wanted to build the business around promoting St. Croix River Valley. And you, you had such a wide span. So, you know, River Falls all the way up to St. Croix Falls. And the, and the fact that you like, I don't want to go the tourism route. I don't want to be, you know, you, you, there's ways that you can do it to quote make money that could have been super easy and quick and fast for you but you wanted to do the authentic route and really build in a way that you're not taking any extras and taking the easy route that you're authentically getting into the communities and really meeting the people and really seeing the you want you were curious about who the businesses are so when you go out to a business, you're always asking them really good questions of the why of like, why did they start their business? Where did their passion come from? Instead of it just being like, here's a photo, here's a thing, you know, go do it. Here's a sponsor. Here's the top 10 business when really you're like, well, I mean, how did we get there? Why are they, you know, a top 10 business? You really get in there and you meet the people. You're always, I mean, every video you have, you're meeting the people and your smile and the way that you interact is just this it's so authentic to me. And that's, um, and that's how I am. And that's how I research places that I go. And that's how I research, you know, things that I find is in a way that I, I it needs to be authentic because I will never go out and eat a, you know, cheeseburger that's on the top five list because I just don't trust it. But if it's, um, you know, but if it's somebody saying, and there's a story behind the business, behind the people that started the business, yeah. And that's where I'm like, oh, get me in there and let me just like throw down on that cheeseburger. So, yeah, there's a lot of free advice out there, which I very much appreciate, but yes. it's a lot of explaining for why. And some of the most common are the, you know, you should do a best of or top 10. And what, so one of my guiding principles is if I can't do it well, if I don't have the capacity to do it, I'm not going to do it yet, yet, at least maybe down the road. But back to like the top 10, top five, I would, I don't anticipate ever doing that. I'll never say never, but I just think about, you know, how people, individuals get in their head about social media already. I mean, are we, have we hit the point where we have a diagnosable mental illness from social media addiction or anything yet? I don't know, but I think that's coming. And you look at how incessant people are about checking Instagram and Facebook. And did I get any likes? And you can guarantee that there are some business owners that are like that as well. Cause it's, oh, it's, yeah. that's their passion. That's their business. So of course yeah. they're going to be like that with their business. And when they post things, why didn't people like this? Why aren't people yeah. seeing this? I, you know, I'm relying on this to get people in the door, which is going to pay the bills. Yep. So then you take a top five list 
And sure, that's great. But what's it going to do for like person in spot number one? That's that's the best spot to be in. People in spots two, three, four, and five are probably just going to be pissed that they didn't get one spot higher. And then what happens to the person in spot number six that didn't even make the list? Totally. Totally. Does it mean that they're not good enough? Like you think about the mental stuff that people are going through and second guessing themselves. And I just don't think that uh, the brand that I'm creating is uh, here are the top five. It's more a brand of here are some awesome places that you should check out. And that's the intentional part that I mean. And the authenticity part I talk about with you is, is that that's it right there is you put so much thought even into that. Cause it, it'd be really easy for you to be like, all right, sure. You know, people, somebody makes a suggestion do top five. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And just, but you, everything for this business is so well thought out and you hold such integrity with that, that I just, yeah, that's, um, I think that's what's, cause I never even thought about that until you explained it to me that the top five, you know, for me, it was just every time I've ever had a, you know, number one cheeseburger and then it's never been the number one cheeseburger. Yeah. It's never been that great. But when you explained that to me, there was so much more behind it of like how those businesses um, could be impacted by, by something like that. So, yeah. Well, and I don't mean it as a, everyone gets a medal kind of thing. No, I'm not of that mentality by any means, but I think the other thing that's jaded me on those as well is uh, probably about eight years ago, there was an organization and I'm not going to name which one, but that went to, I used to work for a food service supplier and I would go to those restaurants and, and one of my friends that was also a customer said, yeah, person came by from a publication and said they want to mark us as one of the top five patios in the Twin Cities area. I said, wow, that's really awesome. That's a great honor. And he goes, well, yeah, until she asked us for $1,500 to do it. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> well, that's that my patio buyout. <laughs> See, and that just, and then all this, and then as a consumer, you know, and then I'm like, oh, was it really the top five patio or was it just the most expensive one? <laughs> like, or I don't even know how to say that, but yeah. No, and then I'm trusting that publication to do the job. Yeah. You know, and then, and so then it makes, yeah, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. and now they have people's choice ones. And so it might be different, but yeah, it's, it's a nice way to drive traffic and have the algorithm get a boost for you. But I think I'd rather stick to the videos and, and oh, go. And I like the video piece. I think that you're, um, yeah the video piece is my favorite just because I love how you put them together with the music and it just makes it super fun and every time you post a video I just want to go do it even though I'm in some of them I want to do it again (laughs) I might be a little biased (laughs) I don't want to fangirl out I love your videos (laughs) that's because I'm in them Yeah. So people have also said you should start a Facebook group, which is leaning into the opposite direction of where I want to go with the company, as far as giving people an alternative place to find things outside of social media. And not only that, have you seen some of those Facebook groups that terrifies me because those a seem like a ton to manage B it's it's more Facebook. I don't want to encourage people to continue scrolling. 
It wants no, you to and I think to get out and try things. No, and I think now people are starting to veer. You know, I've even ebbed and flow with that whole like, I just need to shut it all down. And if it wasn't for the businesses, and even with my full time job, like, you know, it's it's hard to shut it off. And I think more and more people are veering in that direction. So I think it's smart to not rely on Facebook because. Yeah, because social media is a is a thing, and it's a it's a good tool. But at the same time, I like that you're not relying on it completely because it's kind of yeah. And if you create a Facebook group that's just like you said, just one more thing that you have to manage and you know post on and maintain and do the things, and that's probably not the best idea. Yeah. Plus, people get really angry on those, like really angry. It's like yeah. keyboard warriors. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Like, if you want to say these things, let's meet at a park and hike it out. And you can talk to me about all this anger that you've got tapping out on your keyboard. And instead, you can get some adrenaline while we talk about it. And we might actually like each other at the end of it. Don't hike it out. Type it out. Or don't type (laughs) it out. Hike it out. (laughs) It could be the new slogan. Right? Don't be a jerk. (laughs) Just don't be a jerk. Right? Yeah. And you and I've talked a lot about social media too. And as a business owner, you can get in your head about it. Oh my gosh. You can get in your head about it where it's just, it's a really important way to get the word out. But part of what I'm trying to create is a way that people can take a break from social media and still stay connected to what's actually happening in their area. Absolutely. And it's a long build. Like you said, it's a long game because people look at it and they're like, why do I want to put my stuff in another space? But If you're in marketing, you also know kind of the volatile stuff that's happening in digital marketing right now with, I mean, all your eggs are kind of in one basket if you're just doing things on Facebook and then Facebook has control over who sees your stuff. So if you're not doing anything as an alternative to that, then. Well, and that was the other piece, not to interrupt, but that was the other piece I think is you really educated yourself on, you know, how that all works, like how. Facebook works, how those things work. And you wanted to try to get and create your own niche of like, there's other avenues to get the information to the people in an authentic way Mm -hmm. um, that I don't have to become, you know, another sort of number in, you know, the Facebook algorithm or, you know, you're, you're, you're really researching other ways to get the information to maintain your brand and your mission statement, which is to be super authentic. So that's what resonated with me. And that's, I think the biggest reason why I was just like, I am all in with this, you know, this business model, because I just feel like long-term it's going to be super successful, but it's just that slow build. It's like, even that's what Brian says with, with Trap Rock Brewing. And that's why I love, 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 love working there is because he doesn't just want to be a flash in the pan and just like, woo, here we are. We're going to be in every liquor store and do the things and max out and, um, and just be a flash in the pan. He really wants to be a staple in that community as far as like building a vibe and a, a business that is going to be long game. And so I, that resonates with me because I think that's what makes a business really successful is when they can maintain their integrity, their authenticity, and then, you know, build for long game, not just that short burst of like, Hey, look at us. And then all of a sudden they're just, you know, people get bored down the road. So yeah. And then the last one that I get a lot is you should add reviews to your website. Okay. I mean, does the world really need another review site? The only reviews I read is like 
if I'm going to buy a new face cream. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this. <laughs> then I go in like, does this actually work? Because it's a hundred dollars, but typically right. I don't read very many because I don't know. Yeah. I think they can be manipulated too in my mind. So I don't trust reviews, but anyway. Some of the review sites have just officially pissed off these poor businesses because it they have such a lack of control over it. And, you know, there's been instances where someone's never even been to the place and they're writing reviews and they might be from a competitor or um, you're dealing with someone that might be really irrational because that exists today. And it's like the keyboard, like you just said, the keyboard warriors that are just like, Oh, I had one bad, you know, cheeseburger at a place. I don't know why it's always a cheeseburger, but I had one bad cheeseburger at a place and I'm just going to belay them, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and you also think about the stress that a lot, let's take restaurants, for example, because that's probably one of the biggest ones where reviews are hard to manage for them. And I have, I grew up in that industry. I've worked in the restaurant industry for a good part of my life and it's stressful already. And now you have the last year and a half that they've went like gone through. And then you also have a staffing shortage. So everything is like walking on eggshells right now. And then you have to manage reviews in addition to that for someone that might be irrational and have never worked in the industry. You can always tell when someone's never worked in the industry and they're writing a review. And in this day and age, it's just another thing for the businesses to stress about. And that is not at all what I want to create. I want to create a place where they can say, here's what we are hosting. Come and join us if you please. And that's enough. No, that's enough. I agree with that because it's just too, it's too easy for someone because I've experienced that where someone doesn't like some, and if they were to leave a review in that moment of their anger, it just would not be fair to the business because it's just, you know, you're not understanding everything. I mean, a business, especially in that industry cannot run perfectly smoothly because you've got multiple layers in those businesses and, Mm -hmm. and for someone to get so um, yeah, to, to tarnish a business in that way is unfair, especially like you said, right now, even before COVID hit, it was always a challenge. I remember when I was working for the, in the food service industry, I would hear about out at the mall of America. You think about the food court, there's tons of restaurants. And what would happen is they have this back corridor, I guess. And you would have a manager of one of the restaurants stand back there and catch employees and say, how much you making at XYZ restaurant? I'll give you a dollar more if you come over here. So Mm -hmm. it's already extremely competitive for staffing. And when you have stuff like that happening before COVID, think about how hard it is to keep employees when another restaurant might be willing to throw on a dollar more an hour or something just to get them to come over. Absolutely. And they're doing that. My daughter got recruited from a restaurant she was working at by another place. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they offered her a substantially higher uh, hourly rate for her yeah. to come. And she left just because she was like, but then realized they didn't align with her like views and beliefs. And so mm-hmm. she actually went back to the previous restaurant because the one that recruited her didn't align. So it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting that they would go and there's, it's almost like they're scouting for really good servers because good people are hard to find too, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you gotta, um, you gotta try to find good employees too, but yeah. Yeah. And someone might yell at us right now and say, well, if these restaurants just paid a fair wage, but that's like a, 
three hour long conversation that is way more complex than that. And if you talk to any business owner and you look at their operating statement, you'll see why it's a lot more complex. So um, to whoever might be a hater on that, (laughs) that could be a separate hike. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a long hike. We could just do a week-long hike and we'll just get all our wiggles out. Let's right? just do that. Because I feel like there are, yeah, yeah. Haters don't hate. It's all good. We're not, yeah. We all Those come probably, from a place of love. Yeah, exactly. Those are probably like the three biggest suggestions that I've had where I'm like, no, I, I don't think I'll do that right now. We're going to pause here. Stay tuned for part two of Catching Up with Katie and Chelsea next week. You'll learn more about Chelsea and the hobbies that she has picked up over the past couple of years. And we even talk about a possible ice fishing trip this winter. I've never been ice fishing in my life, so this should be fun. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the Valley. Go, get out and try.